So the question arises, distinction between citta and pasana and dhamma and pasana is not clear to me. Citta and pasana means um, contemplation of citta, dhamma, contemplation of dhammas. Will of course help me to understand more deeply the differences and scenarios in deciding which frame of reference to apply. Well, they all kind of work together, really. But by and large, you probably should aim to contemplate citta. But you won't really be able to contemplate jitta unless you're properly established in your body. So intensely, otherwise it's just going to thinking. So you need that, that, well, you know, generally you need some establishment that uh, gives you access to uh, what is being directly felt rather than what is being thought about. So normally we, we tend to operate through you know, the things arise and think about them. So we, we live in a world of thoughts or thought impressions. Well, to actually enter into the what we call more direct experience, that's so we think about things. We have to get a sense of how things are striking the jitta, how they feel. And by and large, the recommendation is to establish mindfulness is, is steady in the body, so the feeling doesn't just rush off into a thought. It's generally what tends to happen. Or if it does, you're able to notice the effect of feeling, stimulation, passion arising, or turbulence, because you've got some kind of inner... Uh, bodily reference, subtle body reference. That certainly helps to, because the subtle body, talk about the energy body, the kaya sankara, the nervous system, if you like, is a direct experience, and this is where jitta arises in this um, in this domain, or you can track it in this domain. Chitta, you could say, in other words, intelligence or direct intelligence rather than abstract intelligence. Abstract intelligence is what things are about, what things mean, what things seem to be. Direct intelligence is struck by pleasure, displeasure, irritability, confusion. So then this is going to. Simplify the process because you, you, the world of abstraction doesn't give you much grip. To it doesn't give you much of a hold on 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 release. It doesn't have opportunities for release. It offers opportunities for further thoughts and impressions, but it doesn't offer opportunity for release, which is what we're what our aim is. So 
a release essentially is going to occur through chitta. Chitta can be released from the kind of cause and effect process that happens when it's affected. It's affected by something, then it it surges or it shakes or it trembles or it, you know. And then, so you want to say a sense of that, what's going on on that level. Generally, you need a good degree of, or reasonable degree of being established in the present, in, in the body, in the subtle body, that is. But that's why, but that is very much a, that establishment is going to be based upon standing, sitting, walking, or something like that, you know. The Dhammas are, <laughs> it's a word that's uh, applied to phenomena. That's the word that's used because it's a handy, handy word, but uh, really the Dhammas don't arise singly and they're constantly changing. Um, so, if, for example, if we have the perception of orange and orange, so I just produce that perception for your orange, you probably get a picture of a fruit in your mind. Okay, but I said the word orange. If I say an orange, you probably get the impression of a fruit. Now, if we, but if we, okay, so and that impression may change. You may think we big orange, or orange tasty orange, or or I'm sick of oranges, or I'm allergic to oranges, or I had a great orange yesterday. So, see that very, so it doesn't, you know, the, the, con, the concept of orange doesn't arise as a singular thing, it arises affected by particular nuances of favorability, desirability, um, memory, you know, because now you will know what oranges are. Now, if you've never seen an orange, and I said the word orange, you look at me like, What's he talking about? You know. <laughs> so that the, the perception of orange depends upon previous experience of knowing what an orange is, present experience of favouring it, um, or however, and of course enough attention to to get that word into an image. Right? So all those factors combine to to create this impression. That impression can, is to be changing in, in felt reality. So dhammas don't arise singly; they arise uh, as a as a, an amalgam of various conditions. So I just said, you know, in that case, the pre-existing condition you have a pre-existing understanding of what orange is. You, you can understand the language. You know, if you were, maybe if you were from, you know, Japan, you wouldn't understand what that sound meant. So these pre-existing conditions, then you might have a pre-existing, say, uh, sense of enjoyment. So that orange, when it strikes you in a slightly different way, when it, you, you hear the word orange, you know, or if you don't like them, or you're allergic to them, so what that direct impression is 
is, is a mixture of pre-existing conditions and, and current running conditions which could be changing they shift and change don't they? Now, if you've just eaten 20 oranges no matter how much you like them you probably wouldn't be that interested in another one it would change that that changes now even when we get that that sense of what that orange is can you can you experience the orange that sense without the color no your color is very significant so an orange is color no it's not just color it's color plus the shape isn't it can you separate the color from the shape is the orange the shape or the color no it's both anything else is probably also a sense of texture it's not plastic for example yeah and it has juice in it so there's a variety of, of impressions can join to to generate that that uh, form that, that momentary form that's, that is apprehended the jitta combines these and then the response comes up depending on the pre-existing condition of the jitta if the jitta is not interested in food or doesn't like oranges then probably that orange impression will either go to create a sense of indifference or distaste so you get that phenomenon arise distaste arises for example but distaste doesn't exist independently it exists dependent upon something to dislike <laughs> and a tendency to have an aversive character so the distaste occurs when a phenomenon orange lands in it right? and of course if one is sort of pretty neutral then perhaps no distaste occurs no favouring or distaste just the image immediately fades out so no significance see so so the, the, the duration and the forms that arise from the jitta depend upon pre-existing conditions presently arising conditions yeah. <laughs> and then of course any deliberate volitional activity so on oh, you know I'm going to get one of those or that would be nice I'll have one of those or I'll give one of those to so and so some of these could be skillful or unskillful associated with greed or aversion or well, I could paint a picture of an orange, that's really nice. I like the oranges, so I'll paint a picture of it. So, you know, so this phenomena keeps shifting and changing all the time. Yeah. So, those are dumbers. So, you can see, you probably feel a bit complicated, sounds a bit complicated. That's why we generally don't say, well, you know, let's just focus on jitta and be aware of what apparent dhammas do arise recognizing whatever arises it's dependently arisen so you know we may be sitting meditating oh, oh nice to have some oranges now uh, so okay that that you know is dependently arisen upon one is getting bored with meditating <laughs> uh, therefore a sense of uh, interest in something more stimulating occurs therefore this image pops into your mind uh, now of course uh, a lot of things that rise in the mind are much more potent than, than oranges they are memories you know, they are perceptions of people uh, which can be extremely coloured by pre-existing 
perceptions, impressions, you know, what she said to me, what she looks like, what she reminds me of. So all these pre-existing formulations occur that very much affect what happens when that idea of the person arises in your mind. My friend, or I wish I could see her again, or oh, she's really a nuisance, or I really feel sad because I did that, I acted in that way towards her. So again, these, you know, so all these colorings and forms and potentials um, that create our ongoing um, experience. And all you need to know really is whatever arises, it's a, it's, a, it's a formulation. It's not actually a real thing at all. It doesn't independently exist. It doesn't actually exist independently. You know, so we say, oh, of course, my mother exists. I know my mother exists. She exists independently. Well, <laughs> when you bring, when that image comes into your mind, what, what, you know, it's probably associated, she exists because you have a memory of her. And maybe an emotional mood. Otherwise, it's just what? If, if you see this impression of a person, there's no memory, there's no emotional mood. It's just a, it's just a figure. It's not my mother. It's just some shape, <laughs> right? But actually, what tends to arise primarily is not the image, but the pre-existing addition of uh, feeling regret or feeling nostalgia or feeling affection, and the chitta is sort of motivated had a certain motivation. Oh, I'm feeling lonely, I'm just, you know, I feel I need some comfort, you know, that kind of thing. And then pop, you get something pops up that seems to fit that. So then, right, I'll go and see my cousin, you know, because I feel a bit lonely and lost, and I really like her, she's great, so-and-so, so-and-so, but then, you know, oh, I'll go and see her, you go and see her, maybe she's not in, or maybe she's having a bad day, or maybe she says, what do you want? I'm busy. Suddenly the affectionate cousin isn't there anymore. <laughs> what happened to that little dream? You know, This goes on a lot. <laughs> so we need to, rather, oh, why she let me down? She no, not really. She just didn't live up to your perception and your impression and your wish. Therefore, you felt annoyed or disappointed or resentful. So this is happening, isn't it? And then, so then, having felt disappointed or saddened or resentful, yeah. Then you left. It, then this mood pertains, and then maybe in that mood you, in that mood you realize, ah, oh, really, I'm, nobody likes me very much. I don't have any friends, and you know, this way if I go on like this, no friends, nobody likes me. I can't find anybody to support me. You know, I go and have a drink. 
<laughs> I mean, this is, I'm not saying this happens, but this is the kind of thing that, that goes on for people. So, you know, based upon what? There was an underlying, you know, uh, we felt Jitta wasn't comfortable, it wasn't happy, therefore it, it searched around for something that would seemingly fit that, that, uh, that need. And it looked at it and it gently went out into mind consciousness. Saying, hey, think of something good. And so the mind consciousness, okay, what about one of these? And oh, that sounds good, but that's just the mental impression, isn't it? Uh, and then, then, we, then we, but then we, kind of, then we, See, saying that you don't you don't live up to my mental impression of you. Well, how could I? Because I'm not a mental impression. I'm I'm living in this, you know. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? This is so. If we recognise what whatever is occurring in my chitta is dependently arisen. Now, it's not to say there's nobody there. It's not to say I don't have a cousin. But just to recognise that's not quite that's dependent, it's relative. Who she is and what she is right now, I don't know. You know. Exactly. So there's a kind of lessening of that projection of, of wish fulfilment and then less disappointment. So, you know, if we have to uh, Say, you know, trying to make it simple, you look to the really the theme in perhaps in meditation is to look at the uh, existing conditions arising that are in the chitta, where the chitta is sad or restless or tense or or it's joyful or it's um, you know associated with helpful or skillful or unskillful qualities, and you these two are not permanent. <laughs> And they also are dependently arising. So I'm feeling a bit sad or depressed or unhappy. Just mm. like this. Now, in this condition, if, the, if, this, if this condition continues, feeling sad or depressed or whatever, like that, the likelihood is I'm going to start finding fault with everyone else or getting to craving addictive behavior. To, to satiate my, my sadness or depression. So we're going to check, check this out. <laughs> because the, you know, an unhappy jitta is a, a condition for unskillful dhammas to arise, unskillful motivations and interests. So, so notice then, you know, rather than I am a depressed person, what's happening? You know? So then we might find, okay, well, What's needed right here? Let's take a breath, steady, clear, some steadiness, and noticing in that on some unhappy memory or difficult feeling. Then you, you can then you come into um, recognizing the basis of an emotional state. Maybe sometimes you're just tired. Or lacking in in um, 
um, interest, you know, or lacking in eagerness. So it can be the, the absence of a quality such as clarity or discernment or warm-heartedness. Because I've not, you know, because the, I haven't established a condition for warm-heartedness or calm, I'm kind of nervous and irritable. And that makes me, that generates a feeling of restlessness and depression and complaining. So you know, we just keep recognizing, you know, these are not persons, these are conditions. And every condition has to be understood in the light of what supports this condition continuing. Because if, if an unskillful condition continues, you know, then it's going to give rise to actions of speech and mental inclinations that leave it to carry impact, create karma. And then, you can, then it starts to, then acting in that way, one begins to embed unskillful activities in one's environment. And you, then you remember it. So it remains. So when we get un- unhappy, unskillful states, it's important to be eager to what's happening here. And direct process is not to say, well, because of what she said or did, which may probably is a condition, but it's not the condition you can you can deal with. You can't you can't say let that not have happened, it did happen and we what you can deal with now is how you're interpreting and holding it what's happening there what's the funda- what's the condition of the jitta in this particular time what the predominant condition yeah and say so, well you know the burst Okay, what's the way out? Well, the first condition we need to, to um, um, generate or, or, or bring to mind is uh, attention, uh, alertness. Uh, you know, one is heedful. Hey, what's going on? And there may be something like careful attention, and then mindfulness, and then inquiry, investigation. And then calming, yeah. Yeah. And further investigation. So you see, then dependent on conditions is the release of conditions. The release of conditions depends upon skillful conditions. They don't just fly off by themselves. <laughs> so in any given moment, when we notice something's affecting me then skillful person what's going on what's happening don't it's not yourself it's not a person it's not if you want to tackle it properly isn't it? tackle it intimately in other words yes what she did or said perhaps was not helpful but you can't deal with that now Right now, you've got to deal with getting the arrow out of your heart. Who shot it is kind of irrelevant. (laughs) Um, 
then, but then it can come out of your heart. So attention, and all this is supportive for clarity. Mindfulness, know the feeling, and then the activities, the tension, the gripping around a feeling, the attachment to it. It's a feeling is a feeling. It feels. Uh, if we go into jitta, we recognize in the jitta there's no people, there's no events, there's, there's no. These are all phenomena that are conjured. Just like that memory of an orange. There are no oranges in your jitta. But there is the, the basis of feeling, jitta feels, and it's touched by perceptions. So, so we come to perception, you know, I'm hurt, I'm disrespected, I'm always bullied, if you don't like me. Okay, yeah. Now that's going to spin off into all kinds of stories which are not going to get you get that arrow out of your heart. You're going to go back to the feeling, painful feeling. Don't like painful feeling. Don't want painful feeling. Of course. But if you dispense with the perception and the idea of yourself, just give attention to the feeling then through that process of careful attention and sati feeling is a feeling some feelings are called unpleasant some are pleasant okay so there it is you know <laughs> and by not generating more perceptions and reactions the feeling arises and passes so that's some stripping away. Now, I, you know, you know, when I say this in a minute or so, it's pretty, pretty simple, isn't it? But actually, getting to that point can take quite a bit of time because the the, the jitta is so can get so agitated, reactive. So you get feeling something really agitated and distressed, and it's very so just to get to the sense of being able to, okay, you know that. That was not that was difficult, you know. Feel very strongly about her behaviour. Okay, not not saying she's right, not saying you're wrong. Yes, let's feel the body. <laughs> Go into the body. Steady yourself. Use the body as a support. Take a breath. Okay, where when you feel this experience, what happens to your body? I feel kind of tight in my chest. I feel sick in my stomach. Or I feel tingling or I feel heat in my face so then just bring your awareness to that and spreading your awareness over that those effects not getting engrossed in them being mindful of them these effects will also begin to release subside because they are impermanent so when the gripping or the tension or the flushing or the Agitation subsides and we get clearer you know, access to the, to the to the root condition. Possibly then for the to some healing to occur. This doesn't necessarily mean we change other people's behaviour. That's going to be difficult. 
but by um, experience that this feeling as it is, chitta, you know, it's this dispassionate around the feeling, feeling loses its intensity. And then what she says or does, I don't agree with that, but it doesn't really get under my skin. So that's a lovely example of a bit of daily life dumb. So during comments on during Anapanasati mindfulness of breathing, I generally manage to place my attention on the breath. However, vichara seems to be an issue. Sometimes able to linger on it, but often wanders off. Kudalampur gives some guidance on steps to strengthen vichara. Vichara, the sensing, the evaluating. Uh, so so vitaka is that initial impact. Place attention on some vichara is picking up. So the image is sometimes used of um, vitaka is like striking a bell and the vichara is the resonance. Echoes, so so questions in asking. Okay, I'm feeling breathing, but the uh, the ability to sustain an open awareness to receive and linger in the qualities that arise is is lacking. You may try a number of things. So, I mean, you can also just keep a kind of question in the mind: How does this feel? How does this feel? Would you say it's cold, hot, pleasant, unpleasant, bright, sharp, dull, fading, quick, fast, long, slow? Yes, and so, how is it? How is it? How is it? So, this dumber inquiry um, helps. But don't get too too many words running. Just the one, just one or two. How's that? How's it feel? Breathing is not a particularly powerful impact, so that dhamma, that vichara has to be fairly well trained. But we can, for example, notice in breath is like this, out breath is like that. In breath is it quality to it. Generally the tone is brightening, energy rising, uh, out breath, energy subsiding, soothing, calming, and then the pause in between those phases open, still open. So you might get some very basic impressions like that. You stay with that. You stay with that, and you notice actually when we talk about an in-breath or an inhalation, the beginning is not the same as the end. Definitely not. No. Beginning in-breath is kind of like a pull, and it rises, and it kind of slows down. It doesn't feel. It doesn't. It's the ending of the in-breath. It's not like the beginning of it. And the flow in between the beginning and the ending is different too. So it rises. And it 
it's like a like a stream. You know, it pops up, and it swells, and it comes to fruition. It pauses. So we notice. We can detect that. And you get you know, further into it, you even that it gets much more, much more detailed than that. You know, the warming effects, the tingling effects, the vibrant effects, constantly shimmering. So there really is no such thing as as one inhalation. <laughs> it's actually a, a kind of a shimmering cloud mist. Uh, but if you, so, but then if if um, you find this a bit too subtle, um, you might change your meditation object to something much more concrete, you know, more tangible, like physical sensations, and walking, so the tactile impressions. Your body's moving, movement, tactile impressions, um, and uh, feel those. Uh, it's good to have uh, recognizing we're not with vichara, you're just saying how things affect, touch you, not how they are. So it feels like mist, it feels like fire, it feels like wind, it feels like warmth. Train yourself to describe how things feel, not how things are, because you don't know how things are, you only know how they feel. When it wanders, as it will, uh, the mindfulness is only so strong, it wanders, and you notice the, what's the wandering feel like, you know, what's happening when it wanders. Once you recognize that, you, your mindfulness has become returned. Now you're wondering, how is this? And then, how is the breathing now? So you turn back. And how's the next out breath? So you keep, keep shepherding it, like, like you know, training a dog. You keep turning it back to where you want it to, to, where you want it to go. And find it particularly it helps if you find a, a you know an attractive or a pleasant place to return to. Uh, it's the center of the out breath, which is generally calming. If you if it's wandered off into a state of agitation and scrambledness, then honestly return to the out breath because that's, that's an attractive possibility, you know, soothing. But if it's wandered off into a kind of stagnant, stupefied state. <laughs> Let's return to the in-breath because that's more brightening. Uh, take an in-breath, here we're you know, feeling kind of lost and woozy. Uh, breathing in. So you, what, you, what aspect you return to depends really on, on what your mind has wandered off to. So someone questions, uh, just to kind of change the focus a little project leader or lead of an institution so as this person is one of these 
there is a lot of planning and decision making is that sankara how to do so wisely and skillfully yeah decision making is uh, as uh, sankara sankara we can see it fundamentally uh, again they're, they're not single they're <laughs> conditionally arising there's intention interest motivation attention formulation yeah this arises and then you know in a direct contact impression which strikes you know one, one's speech or one's actions it starts to manifest in that way so um, in that sense how to do so wisely and skillfully um, well probably the most significant factor is the quality of intent intention which is not a deliberate thought it's essentially a heart motivation so one's heart motivation is uh, wise so this is important this is useful this is necessary it's uh, associated with um, skillful desire this is for the this is going to be helpful and I want to do this sense of resolve one has a resolve let's get on with this Uh, and and persistence and you know so those are very important qualities of intention to apply recognizing of course with yeah but (laughs) Also, there's enough sati to, to uh, and, and wisdom to sense, well, that's a good intention, but just looks like right now it's probably not the right time or the right place to follow it up. Yeah. So it's a great idea, we really want to do this, so, 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 but then people aren't cooperative. So I get angry or frustrated, like I said, the conditions don't support this. You are, you know, a project leader, really got this great idea, da 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 da, jump in the car, whatever, then traffic jam. <laughs> Can't get to work, the phone doesn't work, don't get angry and upset. I could say, okay, the conditions don't support it. Yeah, the intention was good, skillful, couldn't, wasn't able to be supported. Yeah. So this, uh, these uh, factors of sampajano is really about surveying, um, you know, the the you could say the psychological environment. And the basis of sampajano, one one recognizes the general territory, the domain, the psychological environment, whether you're um, pushy or steady or conditions are suitable um, you have the main aim which is this is a skillful aim it's not deluded it's not just some crazy fantasy it's clearly not deluded it's appropriate which means I'm managing it in a, in a steady way that's comfortable I'm not you know burning out in it yeah. so so one's kind of 
there's this sensitivity to how we how we act I mean so this is kind of abstract but but just bear in mind uh, uh, first of all the intention which but then intention has to be accompanied by a sensitivity to, to something beyond one's intention because intentions can be great ideas but actually not necessarily in tune with the situation I mean you know so, so you know so it's nine o'clock at night giving this great double talk but people are tired and bored so shut up Try to read the room, you know. Because <laughs> one can certainly get very captivated by one's intentions and ideas. It's not something's just not not the right time, the right place. <laughs> so, if you're certainly project leader, you've got a lot of there's a lot of abstract, isn't it? You know, it's what we could do, should do, ideas and notions. And so you're really, really, what's relevant, what's possible, what's capable, what's skillful, requires quite considerable wise reflection. And then these, if you carry these, this process through action, engagement in the world, you, you're, one of your basic reflections is on the parami. That is, uh, one is cultivating resolve, one is cultivating integrity, one is cultivating um, sense of truthfulness, one is cultivating goodwill, patience, um, so the ten parami, which we, we can look, in, look up. And then these act as guidelines for what's skillful intention and the results of it and what, you, what, what it can bring out of you, what it can strengthen in you. Sometimes we are uh, having to work in situations which we don't find that agreeable, but we say, wait a minute, I'm just developing patience. Okay, got it. Yeah. Then maybe things aren't going as fast as I like them to, developing patience and resolution. Yeah. So then you've got, you always get something out of it. And it was a complete failure. I'm developing equanimity. <laughs> so you always got a chance to, if you look at it right to get something good out of every every situation. So you just okay, didn't work. I can I can be equanimous and just all right, stop. So that's these are things I hope you, you you know it's good to to have these um, teachings particularly parami in, in your daily life and in intentionality daily life involves intentionality you have to have a sense of purpose and clearly sometimes the purpose once involved is it seems quite mundane and tedious or not particularly inspiring and uses reflection on parami you can make something good out of it yeah. this is to you know 
So just don't be just don't be so impatient or searching for wonderful feelings. This is not pleasant, but it's useful. Stay with it. Or it is pleasant, but it's useless. Drop it. <laughs> And if you're a project leader, remember you're not a project leader, you're a human being. So don't get too um, uh, um, lost in, in the project. That's purely a, something you're doing. It's not not really, you know, you're, you're, you're bigger than that and more profound and more, uh, more potential than that. So keep, keep perspective on your work and duties. So we'll pause for today.